Welcome to Passionate and Prosperous, the only podcast about creating success in your life and business by using your voice, gifts, and skills to do the work that lights you up, make money, and have massive impact in the world. This show teaches coaches, creatives, and service-oriented human beings how to trust in yourself and leverage your unique message, experience, and expertise to attract your ideal audience, create clients, and organically build your soul-aligned business. I'm your host, mindset and business strategy coach, Stacey Brass Russell, and I can't wait to help you to set yourself up for success and use your passion to create the prosperous life and business that you truly desire. Hello, all you passionate and prosperous and beautiful humans. I'm starting this episode off with a huge thank you to you. We are about to hit 1,500 downloads, and I am feeling giddy and blessed that this show is reaching and hopefully inspiring so many people. And speaking of inspiration, we just wrapped up the Know Your Niche training where 80 coaches creatives, and entrepreneurs showed up to get clear in their businesses and set themselves up for success in 2022. I want to give a special shout out to Rochelle, Rose, Cheryl, Karen, Jennifer, and Maritza, who all said yes to themselves and are going to be joining me for Out of Overwhelm and Into Action. Right now, I'm offering an early action price through this Sunday. So if you think this is your year too, check out the details at www.stacybrass-russell.com and you can even schedule a call with me there. The program starts March 2nd, so there's plenty of time, but I'd love for you to get in on the early action if you know what I mean. And now, get ready for some major truth bombs about the reality of what's happening whenever you think that stuff is just so hard. Hello, 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 and welcome back to Passionate and Prosperous. So, today... What we're going to talk about is something that comes up a lot with the people I work with, with my clients, with people who I have conversations with about entrepreneurship or about starting a business. And I thought it would be really helpful to to offer this up to you if you're listening in the kind of real time as we drop the episodes, you're going to be hearing this, you know, kind of close to the top of 2022. And Hopefully, part of what you, you know, did as, as, as part of your new year, I don't like to say resolution, as you know, but your new year evolution was that you set some, some great goals for yourself, right? Hopefully some, some goals that, that feel a little out of your comfort zone that are a little, I call it stretchy, you know, stretchy goals, things that would make you a little uncomfortable. Uh, You know, I was teaching a workshop this, week um, that I'm recording right now is still the end of 2021. And I, I always offer an end of year workshop to um, kind of close out one year and get ready for the next year. And one of the things that we do is we really declare some bold goals. And uh, we, I, we went around, it was on Zoom, we went around and I had everybody, you know, um, uh, unmute themselves and share uh, three of the things that they had 
put on their list that they were declaring. And, you know, one of the women, she literally, while she was saying them, she was like cringing a little. <laughs> she, she, you could see she was scrunching up her face. It was almost like she didn't want to say it out loud because that would make it real. That's what your goals should feel like. <laughs> they should be a little cringy because it should feel like you're challenging yourself to, you know, step outside your comfort zone and to do something you've never done before, right? Outcomes when we're wanting to create new outcomes for ourselves, when we're wanting to up-level or grow or, you know, have new results or bigger results or make more money, work with more people, expand our reach, you know, open up our vision, uh, up-level anything in our in our lifestyle, in our lives, it's a little cringeworthy because it means that we haven't yet to do it, right? We've yet to do it. And now we are saying that this is what we want. So anyway, hopefully you created a few of those, right? It's important. Otherwise, you don't have any stretch going on. And that is when things kind of stay the same. You know, it's when they feel a little bit like kind of plateau or um, stay at this, whatever you want to call it, this your status quo, right? So anyway, hopefully we're at the beginning of the year. And again, I always like to say, if you're not listening to these episodes in any particular order, or let's just assume that it's possible that it's like 2025 right now, and you're listening to episodes from 2021 or 2022. That's cool. It's all relevant. Um, so, you know, I'm referencing when this is happening in real time, because, hey, I can't do anything else. I'm in real time. So, this is going to be coming out early uh, 2022, and if you're listening at that time, I'm hoping that this is going to really resonate and speak to you, resonate with you and speak to you about what it might be like as you enter into the year in this moment, maybe feeling kind of energized and renewed and, you know, psyched and you have this great plan and something that might happen is that shit might start to feel hard. <laughs> and when I was thinking about creating this episode for you, um, I always think of like what it, what I think the title is. Sometimes it changes, just so you know. But what I was thinking in my head um, when I was creating this, it may not end up being what it says on Apple or Spotify, was I was going to call this episode, Why Is This So Hard?, so the episode is, why is this so hard? And the reason why I thought it would be great to bring it to you is because I do hear this a lot. I hear it a lot. I hear people feeling really disappointed, actually, when doing things in their business or even in their lives, right, in your business or in your life feels hard. And I mean, everything can feel hard to you know, any anyone, depending on like their unique individual self, right? So we don't all find the same things hard, but a universal thing is that there are a lot of activities or requirements that come along with building, growing, creating, scaling your passionate and prosperous life and business, right? Doing the work that lights you up, stepping away from, you know, uh, 
being inside the box, from thinking that your only options are to work for someone else or do what someone else says or do it the way they say. When you want to create your own thing, when you want to be a creative, when you want to make a business, when you want to create a body of work, even if it's not that you're trying to be an entrepreneur, but you want to create something that then you're going to put out into the world so that other people can appreciate it, absorb it, enjoy it, take it in. Whatever it is that you do, whatever service you provide, right? There are activities and things that 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 you will need to do, right? And there will be a portion of them that feel hard, And so one of the things that I've noticed from working with my clients, especially, is that for some reason, when something feels hard, we often associate it with that that's bad or that it's wrong, right? So when something feels hard, right, it's either bad or it's wrong or, and this is the big one, we say, I don't know, I'm just stuck, I'm stuck. Have you ever said that before? Have you ever thought that before? Have you ever labeled yourself as stuck? What does stuck mean even? You know, like, what does it mean that you're stuck? So I'll hear this from my clients, like, "Ah, I'm just stuck. You know me, I get stuck on this, you know. Um, And I'm like, but what do you mean you're stuck? Like, we we said that you were going to start doing this yesterday, and today you're stuck? So when things feel hard, right? Or when things don't come easy, which is another way of saying hard, right? We often have a reaction to it. And that reaction is, you know, that we don't, it means we don't like something. It means we're not good at it. Um, it means that we're doing it wrong. Um, it means that we, we can't do it, right? And we make these meanings up of things being hard, And then we just start telling ourselves a story about it. And then we're completely off track because why? We're not doing the thing that we were doing that now we think is hard. And clearly we were doing that thing because it had some value or some benefit. Like we needed to do it. We need to do it. So what are the things that I hear all the time are hard, right? Why is this so hard? Well, A, just having a freaking business. Why is this so hard? Yep, having a business can be hard. All right. And that doesn't mean that it's bad. And I'm not one of those coaches that, you know, or I don't know if there are coaches that say this, but I definitely do not want to sound like I am, you know, telling you like, you know, suck it up. Like, you know, you got to work hard. But in a way, I do want to say that just not in that asshole voice. I want to say it in my voice. Right. You know what? It's it's hard to get a business off the ground. (laughs) And and that's okay. It's not bad, you know? So why is this so hard? A, like having a business. And then what are some other things that that I hear are hard? Staying motivated, keeping a clear mind, like, you know, managing your mindset, figuring out your brand or your niche or your voice or your message, um, creating clients. Why is it so hard to create clients? Creating content. Oh, why is it so hard to create content? Right? I hate social media. I, you know, I'm not good at it. I literally had a call this morning with someone who told me I'm not good at marketing. And I was like, well, that could be true. Like maybe you shouldn't like open a marketing agency and like t- say that that's what you do. But if you're referring to like marketing yourself, right? 
being good at that is having clarity about what you're doing. Like, so, so if you don't have clarity about what you're doing, that we can work on, right? And then putting yourself out there, aka marketing yourself, may not feel like you're so, you know, you have to say, I'm not good at it, right? And, and that's not to say that we don't need to know what we're good at, what we're less good at, what comes easy to us, what doesn't come as easy to us. Yeah, it's good to know those things. It's important to know those things. And this is something that I'm going to talk about during this episode, especially before you are at a point in your process and business where you would be outsourcing, right? So obviously at some point, if we're really not good at something or we really can't do something or it's so hard for us to figure out or, you know, we really don't even have the bandwidth or want to learn something, and these are just important things to know about yourself, right? So even in that case, we can outsource, we can find people to help us And you still need to go through some of the hard stuff before you even do that. Because what you're talking about when you're outsourcing, right, is hiring. That's what it means to outsource, right? Or it means you're hiring someone. Even if, if someone says to you, Oh, hey, we can write all your social media posts and, um, write all your emails and do this for you and do that for you, right? And you're like, Oh my God, that would be so great. Finally get all that stuff that I hate doing that's so hard for me off my plate. But you know what? Like no one else can know what your business is or, or really capture your voice or know your brand until you do. So if you outsource that stuff and you hire people because in the moment you're like, oh, this is so hard, you are going to feel at some point like you threw your money away. I have seen it. I have heard it. I know people who have had that experience. Okay. So why is this so hard? We're back to why is this so hard? When things feel hard, right? It doesn't always mean that they're wrong or that that's not okay. Sometimes things are going to feel hard and you have to deal with it. So again, staying motivated, keeping a clear mindset or managing your mindset, figuring out your brand, your voice, your messaging, creating clients, creating content, creating systems, right? Like maybe you don't know how to do certain things yet, creating systems in your business, figuring out what is what is the, the, the process that has to happen in order for someone to sign up for something, pay you for something. Um, you know, there are systems that we have to create. The, the order which we do things in, um, sometimes it can be hard to figure out what that is. Right. And I wrote, I literally wrote on my, on my, uh, notes for the, for the episode. Um, literally I wrote figuring stuff out, (laughs) figuring stuff out can feel really hard. And here's a big one. Brainstorming can feel hard. Now, if you are needing to create any content. And when I use the word content, I actually um, have like a list of, you know, I keep a running list of like stuff that would be good to make episodes on. And one of them is about like, is kind of is about content, right? Like I got to do an episode on content because we, you hear this word all the time, content, content, content. And you're like, you know, what is it? Well, one of the things that is your content is, uh, you know, are your offers. Like your content is literally like, what are you, what are you offering someone to pay for, 
right? What are you putting out into the world? What is your, what are you offering? That's your content. Just like your social media posts are your content. Just like what you write in an email is a con- is content. Just like what would be on your website is content. Just like if you were putting out some sort of a of a free a free something for people to get from you, whether it was you know literally a PDF or a workshop or a challenge or all of the things that you see people doing, who are trying to attract right and nurture and build their know, like, and trust and, and, and get a, you know, get a, a connections and relationships going with ideal clients. Everything that we're using to do that is content. So, so content's like a big word. It's a big umbrella. But in order to make content, one of the things that you have to do is you have to be willing to brainstorm, right? Like, so here's one of the interesting ways that people feel like Things are hard, right? Okay, what's the assignment? The assignment is go think about um, creating, you know, a workshop. I'm just giving you an example of something that happens with my clients. Go go think of the workshop that you want to offer for free to try and attract your ideal clients to want to do something with you that's free so that you can get their attention and start building relationship with them so that then you can make them an offer of something that they might invest in. Okay, that's like a little, we call it a funnel, right? That's a baby funnel. A baby funnel is offer something for free, attract people into it, give them some value, start some connections, give them a way of of feeling, you know, that they relate to you and, 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 and so forth. And then they're more likely to now be someone who's on your path to, uh, investing, investing in your services, investing in your offer, your program, working with you one-on-one, whatever, right? So buying a ticket. <laughs> so, so I, I, that's the assignment, right? And then, and then my client goes away I'll use the example before. I'll use it again because it applies. And then the next day, 24 hours later, right, I get the message. I'm really, I'm really feeling stuck. I'm stuck. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know what this workshop should be. You know, I don't know. I guess I don't have content. I guess, I guess I don't know what I teach. I don't know what I do, right? This is less than 24 hours later. And one of the things that I have to teach pretty much everybody is that there's a process to creating those things that you have to brainstorm, that you have to sit and allow for your ideas to come through, that you have to write those ideas down in a million different ways, that you have to just start by making random, you know, like random phrases coming out of you as you start thinking. Sometimes, the creative process is that once you decide that you're going to do something, once you decide to make the workshop, that then it takes a few days of just knowing that you're doing that. And this is my process, right? It's like once I decide if I want to do something or when I want to do something, not if, but when I decide that, you know, I'm going to be making a new workshop or making a new course or, uh, you know, putting together some sort of a, of a, you know, event. I do, I do summits and things. Um, you know, very often once I have made that decision or I get the idea and I decide that I want to do it, the next thing that happens is I just have to kind of wait 
a few days. I'm not, it's not like I intentionally wait. It's not like I say, oh, now I can't take action on this. But I'm also highly aware of the fact that I have to marinate with it a little bit. I have to kind of let it, you know, let it come into my, my being, my body. I have to think about it, right? I have to start thinking, you know, whenever I'm, you know, having some downtime or in between clients or even in the morning, you know, you've heard me talk a lot about how the morning is such an important time, um, not only for your morning practices or for your mindset and the stuff that you have to do, like to, you know, to, to take care of yourself, but also that's an ideal time that I set aside for when I need to do this work, this brainstorming or this, you know, marinating or this thinking or this, this kind of letting things, you know, come to me before I'm able to start really putting it down, I call it, like in a way that's, that then can be translated over into like what it's going to look like on the, on the sales page or the, or the sign up page or how I write the description or, you know, what the, what the real like text is, what the real con, you know, content is. And so that process, sometimes it's fast, right? Sometimes you get like a download and you're like, oh my God, I have so much clarity. I know exactly what this is. And in those times, oh my goodness, everything feels easy. But then a lot of the time, it's a process. You've heard the word creative or the words, the phrase creative process, that that, that exists for a reason. So brainstorming is an activity that we, that we, you know, have to do and it feels different at different times. And think about all of the factors that are involved in when any of these things that I've been saying feel hard, being motivated, having a clear mind, managing your mindset, figuring out your brand, your niche, your voice, your message, creating clients, creating content, creating systems, figuring stuff out, brainstorming. Imagine all of the factors that are involved in your existence that could impact what might make something that really does require for you to be able to tune in, to feel like you're in alignment, to have the right energy, right? To, 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 to be in a good space in order to do these activities. Now, it is really important that, that you take ownership of the fact that we all do, not just you, me too, that we take ownership of the fact that if we're choosing to do the work that we do, if we're choosing to do work that requires our heart. I mean, this is a big part of it, right? It's like everyone who's who's listening to this, everyone I work with, everyone who's doing passionate and prosperous life and business, right? We're we're operating from our hearts. We are showing up to do work that requires for us to soul search, that requires for us to like connect to other people on a soul level, on a heart level. We're, we're in service. We, we're healers. We're helpers. We care. We're creative. What do you, what do you think it means to be creative? Well, you, you're someone who, well, first of all, I wanted to say everyone's creative. Like, Human beings are creative. That's how we're designed. We're designed to be problem solvers. That's literally what a human being is. So everyone is creative. When anyone says to me, I'm not creative, I'm always like, "Mm -mm, okay, that's the work we have to do first. But when I say other kinds of creative, like when you make stuff, you make art, you make whatever it is, you're expressing yourself, right, through in a creative way, um, 
We're doing that from our soul level. We're doing that from our hearts. We're being vulnerable. We're putting our truth out into the world for other people to see. And then, uh, I'll tell you, it's funny, like, it was a toss-up today between talking about why is this so hard and and basically <laughs> not caring about what other people think. So that's coming up soon. Um, but this is a big, this is a big part of being passionate and prosperous is that the life that you're living is that you are, you're being really authentic and you're being really truthful. And that can be hard to do because you're human and you can't help but but think about what other people might think of that or how you might get hurt by doing that. So just think of how layered and complex it is when you're thinking that stuff is so hard and then just imagine even just when there's stuff going on in your life that is taking up your brain space, that's taking up energy, that's requiring of you, right, or demanding all of the things that we just listed, that I just listed, that can be hard are things that require for you to be operating at a pretty high level, you know? And one of the things that we have to learn how to do, because we can't just always shut our businesses down or stop doing our work when shit is hard or when, like, life is hard, right? You know, I end every episode. Life is hard, and there's always something you can do about it. The bottom line is life is hard. Life is hard. There's always going to be something. Like the, the, the windows of time when it feels like there's nothing hard going on in life are so small compared to the rest of the time, which is like where there's always going to be something where you're going to be like, oh, my God. Like, why can't, why can't I just ever have a time when there's not one thing that feels hard, right? So you have to become someone who knows how to be resilient. You have to become someone who knows how to override those thoughts when when life feels hard this is different than when your activities for your business feel hard um and you have to be able to still show up which brings me to the last thing on my list of why is this so hard what are things that people ask me about why it's so hard the last thing on my list was showing up why is showing up so hard and what i mean by that is oh my god to have a successful business it feels like you have to be showing up all the time. And you know what? To some extent, it's true. It's, it is. And I just, you know, there's stuff that I'm putting out on this podcast that I know is basically the opposite of what so many coaches are out there trying to tell you. I literally have not gotten my thoughts together enough to figure out like what I, what that episode is going to be. But you know what? You do have to show up. You do have to show up unless you are famous and everyone is just like clamoring to work with you or unless you are a referral based business and somehow you did build this up so that you don't have to do anything other than have people referred to you. Pretty much any other model is that you have to show up and showing up can feel hard, right? It just what's important is that you know how you how you want to show up, right? So in other words, you don't have to show up like everybody else. You don't you don't have to do you don't have to do three reels a day on Instagram. You know, you don't have to be a TikTok star. Like you don't have to show up that way if that doesn't feel in alignment for you, but you've got to know how you do need to show up. And even when it feels hard to show up, you probably have to do some 
you know, some kicking of your own ass <laughs> or, you know, to, to show up. And, you know, are there times and, and, you know, I, I want to just make sure that I always clarify, you know, I'm all about having a life. I have a life. I work really hard and I have a life. And the reason I work hard is that I could get by doing less than I do. I mean, there are a lot of people that would be perfectly happy with like the amount of money that I make. It's a nice amount of money. I could make less and probably, you know, have a, a, a you know, a life like maybe not the one I have in New York City in, you know, in, in my apartment. But um, but the point is, is it's a choice for me. It's a choice for me to work really hard. And I also play really hard. And I have things that I really like doing and they're expensive. I have expensive habits and I know that about myself and, and I, I have no shame in it. But, but in order to fund my life, I work hard. It's my choice. Okay. And that's not to say that I don't ever sit and watch TV on the couch. That's not to say that I don't take baths. That's not to say that I don't take vacations. That's not to say that I don't go out and do really fun things. I do all of those things and I work really hard. And the reason why I I even brought that up was because I don't want to sound, or I guess I can't say I don't want to sound. I don't, I, I, I'm not here to tell you that you just have to muscle through everything that's hard. Everything's going to feel hard. Hard is the way it is. Tough luck, tough it up, you know, be resilient. Everything's hard. That's not the message. But the message is, If for some reason, at some point, you made a decision that if things were going well or if things were um, were right or if you were, you know, on track or in alignment or anything like that, that it would feel easy, that it would be in flow. And there are a lot of people out there who advertise to you that it's possible for everything to just be fun and joyful and easy and you don't have to do a lot. And I don't know where they're coming from, you know, because I know every one of these things that we are talking about, motivation, mindset, (laughs) figuring shit out, creating clients, creating content, creating systems, they are not always easy. They can get easier. But like I said, you can't create systems and outsource things and tell someone else how you want them to do things or give someone else like the permission to like try to figure out your voice and your message until you do the hard work yourself first. And then as you scale and grow, other things become more possible. Systems can fall into place. But this idea that you can create systems before you even have figured out the stuff that feels hard to you, (laughs) right? And figuring out stuff can feel hard, Figuring out your truth, figuring out your message, articulating things in a way that's going to be clear enough for other people to understand. Not only is that not easy to do yourself, but you definitely can't have someone else do it. Well, I don't know. I mean, unless there's something going on that I don't know about, nobody can jump inside of you. You can't pay someone to get inside of you and start looking around at your heart and soul and thoughts And then like clarify them for you. The only way that you can do it is to start brainstorming it, start literally like vomiting it out of yourself. And then ideally, you may have a 
strategic partner, just FYI, that is what I do. All of this stuff that feels hard, especially the brainstorming, that is what I do. That is literally my gift as a coach. I am able to hear someone else's stuff that's not coming out in order. I'm here to encourage my clients to just say everything and to 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 let it all out so that then together with my help, because this is my gift, we can edit it. We can then make it pretty. We can figure it all out. We can articulate it. And then we can create your content and do all those things. Now, I don't do it for you. So like I said, when I send you away to do your workshop or create something, your job is to remember that just because something isn't happening immediately It's not a sign that you're stuck or that it's too hard or that you're bad at it. It's just the process. And it's just maybe different than you thought it was going to be. Or maybe it's more work than you thought it was going to be. And I think that this is something that a lot of, of individuals, entrepreneurs, who really want to get out there and make something their, of their own, right? Like start from scratch. I think that until you're doing it, it's really hard to understand the level of work that it takes to do stuff. And if anybody out there is telling you that it doesn't take work and that if you're working hard, that you're an idiot or that you're like, ha, 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 ha. everyone's looking at you and is like, I can't believe how hard she's working. Well, that's asinine. And if anyone's ever making you feel that way, then they're an idiot and they're probably working really hard. <laughs> and just not telling you and or they're not as successful as as they say that they are and you won't be able to be as successful as you want to be if you let someone who's not as successful as they say they are let you think or make you think that you're working hard on your business is silly or wrong or something that you should be trying to change because I only work with coaches right now I always have a coach And I've only ever worked with coaches that have worked really hard to be successful. I've only worked with coaches that that have done all of this work that I've shared with you themselves before they have ever been outsourced or gotten someone else to step in because you have to do the foundation of your business before somebody else can help you in it, if you're an entrepreneur especially, right? How Hiring out and outsourcing because something feels hard is not the way to go. Now, this is different than when you realize that you really can't do something. Like, I'm not I'm not a web designer. I can do amazing shit in my Squarespace site. I don't know why, right? When I had it designed, they taught me some things, and then I was on my own, and I did it. I figured it out. But I can't work in any other kind of website. I'm not a web designer, and I have no interest in being one. And that's why I have someone on my team who makes all of my web pages. I have a virtual assistant who does things like, you know, not only admin, but also things that I don't want to do or that I'm not good at. Okay. But not figure out my brand or write my workshops or my courses or try to describe the work that I do or, you know, speak in my voice. 
right? All of these things that are so hard. You know, is it hard to, you know, uh, figure out the tech stuff, how to like link up an email with, you know, with, with something else and have it all, you know, and have a scheduler and all that? Okay. Can, is that hard? I mean, it's, it, it could be hard if it's really foreign to you, but it also it takes like an hour to figure out <laughs> watching a YouTube video. You, you know what I mean? So, so having, um, a perspective on what hard is, is really important. It's part of your job as just a human being is to know the difference between like what's really hard and what is just stuff that takes time. Stuff that requires like, a certain level of, you know, mental energy, stuff that requires for you to have the the time and space to really like sit with it. That doesn't mean something's hard, right? It just means that that it, it takes time or that you don't have all the ideas right off the bat, but that you have to kind of excavate and that you have to go inside, right? Now, that's about brainstorming and ideas and content and whatever. But, like, even creating clients, right? Like, why is it so hard? Why is it so hard to create clients? Well, there's a myriad of things that could go on when it comes to analyzing or looking at why one might be feeling like it is not easy to create a client. And there are so many factors that go into creating clients and having people pay for services and invest with you. There are so many factors. Is it hard? I don't know. I I don't know if it's hard. I, I, I know that for some people it's, they create more clients than others, uh, more quickly than others, but the actual activity of creating clients, is it hard? I don't know that, that, that it falls into that category but I do know that it requires having certain things in place that are both external and internal, literally external things like your offer, right? If you listen to the episode on like what you need to start a business, two things, an offer and someone who wants it, right? So there are things that we get to look at when you're like creating clients is so hard, right? And we look at, well, what are all the things that need to be in place? Do you have clarity? Do you know who your ideal clients are? Do you have an offer? You know, do you, are you talking to people? Do you, are you literally finding where the people are that need what you do and want what you do? And are you finding a way to connect with them? Right. And there's every single step of the process that we have to look at when it comes to why it's hard for you to create a client. It could be that your niche is not clear. All the way up to that someone gets on a call with you and they are your ideal client and they are ready to go and then you don't know how to deliver a good call. But that's learnable, right? It's You get better at it with practice. So, you know, finding your voice. You know, is that hard to do? Um, it could take time. It could take doing a lot of these activities that I just listed in order to find your voice. It could be that you've got to work with some people, even if they're not in total alignment with like what you do, right? Whatever you do, you may have to just take people, you know, and just go, ah, I don't know. I don't, this isn't exactly who I think I work with, but just to give yourself an opportunity to find your voice, to figure stuff out. 
So there's always a way to be looking at what is hard. Usually when something is hard to you, it's either unfamiliar, it's taking longer than you thought it was going to be, or you have an idea or, or an expectation of it and what it's supposed to be like that very often you either made up and I'm not saying you, like, like me, I'm saying me too. Like I'm saying us that we either made up, we do that. You know that, right? Human beings make shit up all the time. That's what your brain does. It just makes shit up and it does it when it doesn't know something, right? So I always say in the absence of knowing your brain will fill it in. In the absence of knowing the answer to something, whether it's something that that is just like a fact, you know, or if it's something about someone else, especially, right? We make shit up all the time. I mean, I know I have clients who don't even make offers to people because they've gone through a whole series of thoughts in their own head and concluded that the person's going to say no because they can't afford it or because whatever, they're busy, and I'm like, but you didn't even like give the person the opportunity to to make their own decision. Right. So this is what the human brain does. So it makes shit up. And one of the things it makes up is like what something is supposed to be like or supposed to feel like. OK. And then the other thing that happens is other people tell you what it's supposed to feel like or supposed to be like. Or if you, or if you were if you were really doing it the right way, it would feel like this. Or, you know, I don't know. All of us over here are just, you know, we're just having relaxing afternoons and we're working two hours a day. And then, you know, and otherwise we're just, you know, doing self-care. So I don't know, like there must be something wrong with you because it shouldn't be that way. You shouldn't have to be working that hard. I don't know what to tell you about that. I'm never going to tell you that. I'm not going to want you to suffer. I don't want you to suffer. I want you to have balance. I want you to be working smart. You know, like, you know, when they say like work smarter, not harder. I want you to work hard, but I want you to do it in the right way. I want you to be working on the right things. And I want you to have the right process to work on it. And I'm here to say, yep, nope, that's the way it's supposed to go. Yeah, I know it's taking a longer time than you were hoping, but that's the way it's supposed to go. So that's a big part of what I can do. But what I'm not going to do is be like, I don't know. I don't know. I think things are going wrong because, you know, you're investing a lot of time in your business. You know, when I first started coaching, I was still teaching full time at the yoga studio that I used to own. So I'd given up my ownership, but, but, but what I wanted was to be able to continue to teach there while I was starting my coaching business. Cause I definitely couldn't afford to have no work. And most of the people that I work with are in that same position, right? Are in that very same position where they can't afford to not work and they're trying to start a business. So you see, the problem is if you want to start a business and you have a job and when you come home at six o'clock, you're too tired, that, that could be a problem. So I had a job. I'm, I didn't work nine to five when I was teaching yoga, but I was teaching a lot. I was teaching teacher trainings and I was teaching a lot of classes and I had a lot of private clients. So I feel like I had a full-time job and I would coach people at seven at night. 
One of my original clients was actually in Hong Kong. You know, she was a referral. And because of the time difference, the only time that we could agree upon was for me to coach her at 8 o'clock my time. Now, listen, I'm in my 50s. I've been working my whole life. The last thing I wanted to do was coach at 8 o'clock at night. I don't have a lot of mojo, but I got my mojo up for her because I wanted to build my coaching business. All right. There have been times that I work seven days a week. Because I'm because on the weekend is the only time I have to do my brainstorming. I'm with my clients during the week, and then I need time when I'm not with clients. I also do set time aside during my work week. I don't even take clients on Mondays, for example. But what I'm here to explain to you is if you you know if you're working right? And you're also trying to start a business. It would not be possible for you to already be at point, you know, at point B when point A is a time of of working kind of two jobs where you have to like work. You have to work a lot. You have to work at hours that you may not want or you may have to give up sometimes. So, so, you know, this whole idea of what's hard or what you should be doing or, you know, or what it takes to, to, to start a business. I, I only want to be transparent. And I just want to tell you that like, it takes time. It takes investing of a lot of time. And, and that means for some people, it means feeling like you're working hard, right? So what do we do about all of this, about stuff feeling hard, right? So, so here's, here's what I'm going to share with you. Right. This is what I think you can do if you're someone who finds yourself feeling the hardness. <laughs> Stuff is hard. This is hard. It feels hard. I'm stuck. I, I didn't know having a business was this hard. Like all of those things. Here's what I'm going to offer up to you. All right. Number one, stop buying into bullshit from other people telling you that having your business should be fun and easy all the time and that you should not have to work a lot. Just stop buying into it. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. All right? There may be a time when you can generate passive income. That's a big thing. I'm like seeing this everywhere. Right? Passive income, passive income. Do you know what passive income is? It's that you create something that people buy. That's what passive income is. I mean, unless you want to go like sell something, but that's not who I'm talking to here. I'm talking to like creatives and coaches and entrepreneurs, service providers. Passive income is is when you create something and then you can sell it. It's a pre-done thing, a pre-recorded course, a pre-done, whatever that is, okay? That doesn't involve you. That's what passive income is. It takes a lot of work to get to the point where you can have something that, that generates passive income. If you don't have clarity on your niche and your message and what you teach and what you do and you don't know how you're an expert and you're not owning it and you... And then there's all these systems that have to go into place for for passive income, right? So anyone who's out there telling you, like, just go to passive income, I don't even know what the fuck they're talking about, all right? So don't buy into bullshit. If you're starting your business or, or if your business requires you to be there live and in person, okay? And if you need to generate clients, if you need to attract people, if you need to be in what I call the system, which is attract, serve, convert. This is what I teach in my out of overwhelm and into action group program. This is what we learn in the beginning. I'm like, you are going to be learning how to attract, 
how to serve the people that are on your your yellow brick road is what I call it, and then how to convert them into offers, paying, paying for for whatever it is that we decide is what you're offering. Attract, serve, convert. You're never not doing that, even in a passive thing. Who's buying it? And why? So you you are always going to be in some version of that system. Now, does it get easier as you build your audience? Does it get easier as you have more things in place? Yes. But it doesn't start that way. It doesn't start that way. You can't just skip over everything. Okay, the second thing that you can do is lower your expectations. Your expectations of yourself, your expectations of how things should be. When I say lower them, I mean, like, let's stop having the expectations that everything is going to be fun and easy and, um, and, and, and happen magically and that it's, you're, you're going to have all the stuff coming out of you in perfect language and that it's just going to be so easy. Just lower your expectations of what it takes to do these things. You know, and, and or have more realistic expectations, I should say. Okay? Here's number three. Learn what your process is and then own it and like and, and embrace it. So I know that my process is, and listen, my process, I'm not gonna I don't wish it on anybody. <laughs> because my process is that sometimes it takes me much longer than I would like for stuff to start flowing. And then when it's flowing, I'm, I'm often in like a, the feeling of like a rush, like last minute type vibe, you know. So there are other people out there who tell you like to get everything in place like really far in advance. I love that idea. I really do. And I'm working toward it. But I am not going to say that I am there yet. Um for a variety of reasons, not only because of my process, but also because of like where I am in my business and, and what I have going on, right? So again, learn what your process is so that you can know your process and you can have the right expectation for yourself. Oh, I'm about to write up a, a, a this, a program. I, I was even saying to someone this morning, you know what? Sometimes it takes me 45 freaking minutes to write an Instagram post. Now, you know what the truth is, is even if I hired somebody else, they can't write my posts for me. I'm sorry. Like they're never going to write a post from Stacey Brass Russell. So if I want my posts to sound like me and what I teach, say, do, how I reflect, like what I want, how I, how my brain works, I have to do it. So can I like beat myself up because sometimes it takes me 45 minutes to write a post? (laughs) What am I going to do? Beat myself up? (laughs) Like, should I? But that would be a waste of my time. So I just know what my process is and I allot for it. I I account for it. I I, I know it's going to happen, right? All right. Be okay with not knowing what you're good at, not so good at, what comes easy and what doesn't. Just be okay with it. And then in time, if it feels like the things that you're not good at and what doesn't come easy to you, if it feels like those are sensible things to hire someone else to do for you, like if it's literally admin or tech, then freaking invest in yourself, invest in your business and hire somebody, right? I have all my clients when they're getting their sales pages ready for their courses and their stuff. I'm like, I'm over it. I'm like, you know what? You're just going to go to my guy. You're going to go to my guy and you're going to pay Whatever the, that's not huge. You're going to pay to have someone else make this page because otherwise you're going to be wasting your time trying to make a web page, which is ridiculous, right? Instead of doing what you're, what you have to do, which is create your content 
and focus on creating clients, right? So there are certain things that, that we do need to invest in and outsource, right? But not the stuff that is about your heart and soul. Heart and soul can outsource it, right? Tech and admin, you can outsource it, okay? Like, so just know that and own it and be willing to invest in your business if it means paying someone else to do certain things. But but what you but this is what I'm here. I am imploring you not to pay someone else to do the things that you should be doing yourself. I implore you to know that nobody else can write can create your content for you. Nobody else can can clarify your message and your voice. You can work with someone, like I said, a partner like me, like a coach, right? But don't hire somebody and say, okay, go ahead and, and, and make my this and my that and my website and all this stuff for me. It's going to get you nowhere. It's going to do nothing. Okay. All right. Now here's the big one. This is the big one. I think this is going to help you a lot. Okay. You have to know which of your activities are high motivation activities and which are low motivation activities. Right? This is like the biggest takeaway from, from today in terms of like helping you to move forward. So what do I mean by that? High motivation activities are the activities that require you to be tapping into your truth, to your message, like thinking of things, brainstorming, having like learning how to have like what good marketing language is. You know, you have to learn that stuff. You do have to learn it. You need to learn it from someone maybe, right? You do have to know how to write good titles, how to like figure out the right way to say stuff, how to, you know, what good, what good, um, tactics are for how you might post on social media or how to write a talk or or even just how to talk about what you do, right? All of that work, right? That takes high motivation. It takes high motivation. You got to be like in a good headspace. You got to be, you got to be rested. You've got to be, you know, like, all right, all right, I'm up for this. I'm going to do this. I'm making stuff. Okay, that requires high motivation. What is low motivation? Low motivation is, you know, is is admin. It's it's doing stuff that like that that requires maybe some some mental, you know, energy, but not really that stuff like where you're trying to write something, you're you're creating something. Um you have to know which activities are which so that you don't make the mistake of trying to do a high motivation activity when you're in a low motivation. So I'll repeat it again. You cannot make the mistake of trying to tackle a high motivation activity, one that might feel a little hard, that takes some time, that isn't going to happen really quickly. You need to make sure that you don't do those activities when you're in low motivation. I'm going to give you an example right now that is so important. This is like, if I, I want you to take this away. I'm not even going to say, I hope you take this away. Creating clients, being in conversation with people who may work with you, whether it's the actual sales call, the actual discovery call, the actual whatever you want to call it, okay, or even being in a networking meeting or being any time you are engaging with other human beings in the hope that they may want to be your client, whether it's going to happen today or on another day. That is a high motivation activity. And if you're in a low vibe, do not do that activity. And if you are in that activity, you better know how to raise your vibration. 
Because if you do high motivation activities like trying to create a client while you're in a low motivation mode for yourself or your vibe is low, you're not creating the client. And it's not going to work out the way that you want things to. So recognizing where your energy needs to be in order for you to do the things that you want to do, in order for you to show up for the activities of your business and of your life as you're creating your passion and prosperous life and business, knowing which activities require you to be in a high in, in, in a high vibe, okay? Because they require high motivation. And if you know that you're not in that vibe, but you're sitting down to do that activity because it's the only time you have for it, that happens. You must know what you need to do to raise your vibration before you engage with others, especially, and even in your own work. Otherwise, you're going to spend hours doing shit and then you're going to go, oh, my God, I still have nothing. And you're going to have wasted time because you were you did not raise your vibration. So what is raising your vibration? I mean, you've been hearing things from my episodes already, but this obviously involves knowing how to shift your own mindset, knowing what the practices are that you need to do, whether it's whether it's doing a little meditation or if it's getting outside or if it's clearing your head, if it's exercising, if it's, you know, um, reading something motivational, if it's calling your coach, if it's reaching out for an accountability, if it's, you know, it, it, a million things are possible. You just have to know what you're going to do when you recognize the disparity between your vibe and the activity that you're about to do and that you need to do and that you want to do. That's your responsibility. It's very, very important. And the better you get at recognizing this in yourself, you might even be able to have a moment where you sit down to do the activity and you think you're stuck and you might be able to coach yourself in that moment and go, "Uh, well, I'm not stuck. I just need to raise my vibration, (laughs) right? Wouldn't that be amazing if you were doing that? So... And that's what I have for you today. Um, I just really wanted to address this idea of that hard is bad, that things are hard and that's bad. Things are hard and you're doing it wrong. Things are hard, so you're not good at it. Things are hard and everyone else is having the best time and it's easy and they're making tons of money and everyone else is flowing with ease and I'm just sitting over here feeling like everything's so hard. So I'm here to tell you, you're not the only one. (laughs) We all feel like stuff is hard, okay? But how you approach that or what you make of it or what you think about that, it's all about the reframe. It's all about realizing that hard is just sometimes the way things are. It's just the way things feel. And it's okay. And you're going to live. You're going to get through it. You're going to do what you need to do. And you can find the help that you need. Like, you know, I mean, look, my clients, when it's hard for them to write the workshop, that's the example I used, do I just leave them out on their own being like, oh, too bad? (laughs) No. But I do say, all right, listen, you need to give it some more time, okay? And then come back to me and then we're going to figure it out together, right? But I got to, I've got to encourage people to like, to trust that they can figure things out. Otherwise, you're constantly going to be questioning your ideas and what and what your work is, right? And you're constantly going to be thinking that it's not good enough. Why do you think it feels stuck? 
You think someone's brain is just on on pause and there's no ideas? No, it's because you're not even realizing that you're coming up with ideas and then immediately shooting them down. <laughs> That's why it's so hard. Because you're coming up with ideas and you're immediately like thinking who, what other people will think about it or that you don't seem like an expert or all those things, right? And that's part of it. So, you know, do you, do you sometimes need someone else to come in and validate you and help you and help shape it? Yeah. But you got but, but to do the work first, right? Okay. So as you head into 2022, or if you're listening to this, as you head into the, the rest of time, things are going to feel hard. You might start out with like great energy and great motivation and great like enthusiasm. And then you might get into it. Then you start, you finally start. And then what happens? Uh Uh-oh, this is harder than I thought it was going to be. So I'm here to tell you it's okay. If it's harder than you thought it was going to be, adjust, change your expectations, go, oh yeah, this is hard, but that's okay. Cause it's how I'm going to get where I want to go. It's how I'm going to be who I want to be. It's how I'm going to have the things that I want to have. So happy new year again. I know it's still January. Um, so we are allowed to say it and I hope this is helpful. And as I always say, you know, I want to hear from you. So if something resonates with you, if something hits home, if something lands, or, you know, if you're like, I don't know why you said that. <laughs> I hope that that's not what you're thinking. But I want to hear from you. Reach out to me. Um, you can reach me on social media. You can email me at Stacy at Um, There's so many ways now, right, to, to, to reach out. So reach out. And if you're not on my email list, go on the email list because – I do so many free things, workshops and gatherings um, for the Passionate and Prosperous community, right? The only way you can know about that is obviously I'll say it here, but it would be great if you were getting the the emails about it, right? Um, Okay, so that's it. And I look forward to uh, being with you next week in your earphones and hoping to um, elevate you and how you're showing up in the world. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Passionate and Prosperous with me, Stacey Brass Russell. If you like what you hear, make sure to click the follow or subscribe button on your platform of choice. And if that happens to be Apple, it's the little plus sign on the top right. And we have big news. Did you know that you can leave reviews now on Spotify? Well, you can. I would love it if you would go ahead and give me a review on Spotify. And if you haven't left one on Apple yet, five stars and a nice little review does a lot for a little show like ours. And if you know anyone that you think would benefit from what we're doing here on this show, please spread the love. Tell a friend. Stay tuned for next week's episode where we're talking all about organic business strategy and my yellow brick road system. As always, I'm sending you love and high vibes. And remember, life is hard and there's always something you can do about it.